This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also made possible by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility in Troy. See them today for your brace and mobility needs for the injured athlete in your family. And by Mansfield University. See your future at Mansfield University by going online at mansfield.edu. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. The NTL Now podcast is up and ready to go for yet another week. Shane Wilbur here with you, flying the solo mission this week. Unfortunately, Joe Carrion busy covering basketball, so uh, you know we've got to get the podcast out. I've got a busy week covering basketball this week as well on the radio, so uh, it's an early uh, adventure for me here this week to make sure we get uh, a podcast out for you. All right, we've got a lot to cover this week, so yes, uh, get ready. Uh, a lot of information and a lot of recapping and everything is going to come at you, plus you know a little analysis as well, because really, you know, that's what the the podcast does is tries to break things down a little bit and uh, you know give a little interesting take and twists and turns and everything else so that's uh, what's coming up for you this week but yes uh, definitely a lot of uh, recapping to do I mean last week we had major matchups going in both boys and girls basketball action so we'll go back we'll recap some of those we'll also uh, give you updated standings for both league and districts time as well you know we'll get you caught up there and of course last week so much wrestling with district duels uh, you know both Wednesday action and Saturday action from Milton as well. So we'll recap district duels and then, uh, you know, maybe even uh, dive into a little preview of uh, what's to come for postseason as well. I mean, think about it. We are now in the beginning of February. Sectionals, folks, are Saturday, February 15th. Okay, count that down. February 15th, and we are off on the road to Hershey. So I can't believe how fast this winter sports season is just flying right by. Now, of course, we can't do the NTL Now podcast and not have a guest. And of course, uh, you know, that means we've got a spot to fill this week. And uh, glad to be joined a little bit later on by Sarah Boys Basketball Head Coach Devin Shaw. That's right. I had a chance to uh, get a look at the Redskins last week and their victory over Canton and uh, decided to reach out to Coach Shaw and uh, talk with him. You know, he's in his first year at the helm of the Redskins, and he's got them right in the thick of things for a potential District 4 playoff berth. And, uh, you know, the Redskins still trying to climb their way uh, in the standings of the NTL Small School as well. So, yes, looking forward to talking with Head Coach Devin Shaw coming up here in just a little while on the podcast as well but I want to start with wrestling this week now usually of course I go basketball then dive into wrestling towards the end but uh, the way wrestling just shaped out last week I mean we had so much going on with district duels I think it's only right that uh, you know we get into wrestling first and then uh, as I said we'll have uh, coach Shaw and some NTL basketball discussions coming up uh, a little bit later on in the podcast all right so let's talk some NTL wrestling from last week shall we and of course uh, the northern tier 
represented well in the District 4 Duels Tournament last week. And, of course, they had Wednesday and then Saturday action as well. Now, of course, none of our area teams will be competing in the state tournament next week after Canton uh, came away with a 1-2 and two finish this past Saturday. But, uh, you know, surprising to me uh, wasn't the fact that, you know, none of our teams didn't make it to states. It was more that uh, I think more of our area teams didn't end up uh, in Milton, given the fact that, you know, our, our area teams had some pretty favorable matchups, uh, you know, given the fact that, you know, Athens has wrestled really tough while losing was starting to come on strong. And I thought Tawanda, you know, with the uh, likings of uh, a, a very banged up Mount Carmel team, I thought maybe that was their time to strike as well. But I mean, that's why you go out on the mat. That's why you wrestle. And uh, that's why, <laughs> you know, you, you never know exactly uh, the results you're going to get. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, some interesting results and then of course you find out later uh, why some of the things went down the way they did now of course the Wyloosing Rams last week I thought they had a really good shot going into Milton I mean it's an 8-9 matchup yes Milton does have some studs but you know Wyloosing I thought maybe could pull out some of those uh, flip matches in their duel with Milton on Wednesday and well as I was going back through some of the results. I mean, when you're Y losing, and unfortunately, I think some sickness had uh, hit their lineup uh, that week. Even Jackson Chilson uh, did not wrestle for Y losing in this matchup. And, uh, you know, Y losing, they had to forfeit uh, weights 195, 220, and 106. And if you're forfeiting three weights in district duels, that's just not going to uh, help your cause in uh, trying to pull off a win. And then, of course, uh, some of your other studs. I mean, Logan Newton, he still got his bonus points because he got the forfeit. But, uh, you know, when you've got uh, uh, Kyler Crawford for Milton abling to, uh, or able rather to defeat Colburn Nolan, I mean, that's uh, some other points, you know, that uh, Y. Lucing can usually count on. But unfortunately, Crawford was able to uh, nullify Nolan as uh, Crawford picks up the 9-4 win there. But, I mean, there was just, you know, some matchups and such that just did not go the way of Y. Lucing. And uh, some of those flip matches, you know, pretty much went in the favor of Milton as they cruise to a 51-21 win over Wyloosing uh, this past Wednesday night. Now, of course, some other area teams uh, in action. Of course, uh, Tawanda, they were uh, on the road at Mount Carmel. Now, this was one that, you know, was kind of a back-and-forth tilt, uh, you know, from what I was seeing on, uh, you know, updates and such that uh, people were posting on Twitter and everything else. But, I mean, for the Black Knights, I mean, they started strong, but unfortunately for them, it was uh, Mount Carmel who came away uh, with the uh, big win, 44-24. I mean, that matchup started at 170 uh, in Mount Carmel last week. You know, Will Bowen comes away uh, with a big decision. Uh, then they uh, forfeit 82. Unfortunately, though, uh, Clay Watkins, you know, he gets uh, decisioned at 95. And uh, Alex Perez then comes away uh, with a pin at 220. So, I mean, Tawanda's right in the thick of things there after the first four bouts. They're tied at nine. And then, unfortunately, you know, that's when uh, things kind of go. Uh, on the favor of Mount Carmel. I mean, uh, you know, Austin Reed, who's going to be uh, one of those studs, as Rupert said, come postseason time in District 4. I mean, he's bumping up to 285. He pins uh, Aaron Hurlt, and uh, Mount Carmel's out uh, to a 15-9 lead. And after that, uh, you know, Mount Carmel starts just uh, winning what they win. I think four of the next five bouts, including, you know, some of their studs who they're counting on for wins. I mean, uh, Tyler Holly, you know, he gets pinned. Garrett Chapman gets pinned. Uh, Dela 
Millimeter gets pinned, and then Skylar Allen gets pinned as well. So, I mean, when you've got uh, four guys getting pinned right in a row from 120 to 138, you've just given up 24 bonus points, and right there, that will, uh, you know, put you in a deep hole, and, you know, there was very few bouts uh, from there for Tawanda to be able to recover. But, uh, yeah, so the Black Knights see their season come to a close against a very talented uh, Mount Carmel team. And, uh, you know, the Black Knights saw their season end last Wednesday, and now their guys get ready for postseason time uh, with sectionals on the horizon. Now, of course, uh, the one that I thought was going to possibly uh, swing the way of the Northern Tier League. I mean, if anybody in these kind of uh, other duels other than, uh, you know, Canton being at Milton this past Saturday, I really thought Athens would be the team that would end up uh, going and joining them there. Now, of course, I know they had a tough matchup with Benton, but, uh, you know, I didn't expect Benton to come away with the 56-21 win. I really thought Athens would push this into a more, uh, you know, kind of uh, competitive points duel. I really didn't think this one would be uh, as much of a bent and lopsided victory as it turned out to be. I mean, Athens has just found ways to keep duels close this year, especially, you know, when they pushed Canton to the limit. And, of course, you know, they went down the stretch with Wyalusing. But, uh, you know, I mean, they actually exchanged duels back and forth here, or bouts rather, I should say, with Benton, I mean, Carter Rude, you know, he comes away with a pin to start the night for Athens at 152. Uh, unfortunately, you know, then you've got to deal with Nolan Lear from Benton. And, well, he's a stud and, you know, he's going to pretty much uh, get Benton bonus points whenever he's on the mat. We'll talk about him coming up. Uh, a little bit later on here uh, when we talk more about Saturday's action at duels. And then, of course, you know, Alex West, he gets a win at 170. Uh, then uh, Ben Pernicelli at 195. So of the first, what, one, two, three, four, five duels, uh, or five bouts, I should say, Athens won three of the first five bouts uh, down at Benton. And then, of course, you know, Athens will forfeit uh, 220. One of the flip matches that I think really hurt the Wildcats and kind of stunned them that probably, you know, sent uh, this match awry, I should say, is, uh, you know, Zach Poust for Benton. He gets bumped up to 285, and uh, he pins Keegan Braun. And Braun has had some really big matches this year for Athens, and uh, he's actually, you know, kind of flipped momentum in some matches this year as well but uh, Paust ends up pinning Keegan Braun and from there it uh, pretty much was on for Benton as uh, you know of the final what one two three four five six seven bouts uh, for that matchup uh, Athens only got one victory and that was by Gavin Bradley by forfeit at 113 pounds I mean for Benton Chase Burke Ethan Kolb uh, Granahan Strickland Temple and Fisher they all come away with either uh, bonus points or, uh, you know, decisions. So, I mean, either way, you look at it, uh, Benton just, you know, they brought out the hammers. And normally where Athens is strong, uh, Benton was just stronger. I mean, how many times this year have we watched an Athens dual meet where we've seen, uh, you know, the Wildcats flip the script where they go, you know, uh, they might be tight at like 220. And then once they hit 285, 06, 13, and 20, they just kind of hit a new switch. And it just seems like... That's where they flipped a lot of their matches this year. And unfortunately against Benton, they were just stronger in that uh, weight class and uh, those four weight classes, I should say. And uh, Benton got them where they're usually strong. And uh, that really helped Benton uh, to the 56 to 21 wins. So, yeah, the Wildcats, uh, unfortunately, weren't able to get to Milton. But uh, credit Benton, you know, I mean, like I said, 
they neutralized the Wildcats uh, exactly where they were strong. And, uh, you know, that got the Tigers on to Milton Saturday. Now, of course, uh, some other NTL teams in action. Uh, the Canton Warriors, of course, they defeated Lewisburg on Wednesday night. We'll talk about them as we lean more towards Saturday. But uh, also, I want to talk about the Troy Trojans, okay? Now, don't get me wrong here. I know. This was a very lopsided matchup with Montoursville, okay? And, and everybody who knew knew that, you know, Montoursville was uh, going to be, you know, a very formidable opponent for the Trojans. Of course, you know, their only points uh, coming from Sheldon Seymour as he got the night started with a pin of Brock Lutz. And, uh, you know, after that, it was all Montoursville. But there's something uh, in this duel that I want folks out there to pay attention to just a little bit, okay? There was a really good matchup here at 160 pounds, okay? Because you have two former teammates battling it out here as Isaac Corey, you know, he wrestled at Troy last year. He's at Montoursville this year. Uh, he defeated Jacob Turner in this 160-pound matchup. Now, the, the thing is, it's not surprising that Corey won. I mean, Isaac Corey's been in some pretty good battles this year. And, you know, he's a very phenomenal wrestler. And we're definitely going to talk about uh, him more as the uh, postseason comes around. But I think it's the fact that Jacob Turner for Troy, and I've said this a couple of times, he has had a very sneaky good senior year this year for this Trojan team, and even in a 6-4 loss here for Turner, I don't think, uh, you know, you can shake your head at that and say, well, you know, I mean, Isaac still got the win, yes, but, I mean, for Jacob Turner to go three periods with Isaac Corey, only lose 6-4, I think that's a huge stepping stone and a huge turning point of momentum uh, going forward for the Trojan senior. Now, I'm going to be curious to see where he ends up going once postseason rolls around. I don't think he's going to be at 60. I honestly think he's probably going to be at 52. And, of course, as we get closer to sectionals, we'll break down uh, the brackets of uh, those coming up here uh, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, for Turner, though, I think to have this type of matchup with Isaac Corey before we head into the singles postseason, I think that's going to bode well for the Trojan senior. I mean, he's having a very good senior year, and he is not somebody you're going to want to sleep on uh, once postseason rolls around. So just, you know, keep that in the back of your minds here as we get ready to head into uh, the postseason coming up here with singles wrestling. All right. Now let's uh, fast forward here. OK, and uh, let's just go right into Saturday action. Now, of course, the Canton Warriors, the only team from the Northern Tier League to make it to Milton uh, over the weekend. And, of course, you know, they downed Lewisburg on Wednesday night uh, in their dual action at uh, Canton. And uh, for the Warriors, you know, they had a tough matchup uh, coming up in the uh, first or first duel, rather, in the quarterfinals at Milton. And, boy, did they put in uh, some excitement against the uh, Benton Tigers. Now, of course, uh, for the Warriors, nice matchup uh, for Trevor Williams as Williams gets the uh, early decision at 285 to get the Warriors out to the three nothing lead and then of course we go right into uh, I guess what you could call murderer's row for Benton as they get into their lighter weights as well and Benton goes 106 113 120 126 and 132 yeah they sweep the next five matchups actually six in that uh, or no five matchups all right I go back and count yes five matchups there but still regardless you get the theme here Benton is very strong 106 to 132 and of course uh, from there uh, you know you're thinking wow you know Canton's down 22 to 3 after you know the first few bouts and then 
here's where things get interesting, okay? The Warriors, they get going. I mean, they they bump the lineup uh, down in, uh, you know, the lighter weights as they bump Austin Allen from 20 to 26. Maya Lehman goes to 32, and after that, uh, Canton, you know, bumps the lineup again as Hayden Ward goes at 138. He gets a big 414 fall over Caden Temple. Warriors are back within 22 to 9. Then you get another pin uh, by Riley Parker at 145. The Warriors are back within 7, and Here's where, you know, I think was the turning point for Canton. I mean, Zeke Gillen with a big win for the Warriors at 152. Now, Gillen's had, you know, an up and down season this year, but still, for Gillen to come out, wrestle a very uh, tough 5 2 decision in that matchup, he got Canton back within four. And then Brennan Taylor at 160 pounds, you know, he comes out and gets a major over Mason Michael to tie things up at 22. Now, when you're going to the Warriors lineup, obviously, you know, you want to talk about the top of their order that's where Canton has made their hay all season long and uh, for the Warriors they were able to win two of the last four bouts in this duel and that's really what helped them get to the win now of course Timmy Ward unfortunately he did not get the win Nolan Lear for Benton he bumps up he takes down Timmy Ward uh, I believe with a four-point move late in that matchup so Lear gets the win over Timmy Ward 7-4 Benton leads at 25-22 towards the end and then of course uh, Garrett Storm and Derek Atherton-Neely, both with uh, big matchups uh, at 182 and 195. As Storch gets a major at 82, Atherton-Neely uh, gets the pin at 195, and uh, Canton leads 32-25, going to the final bout. And then, of course, Zach Poust for Benton. Uh, as I talked about earlier, uh, after he defeated Keegan Brond on Wednesday, comes back and uh, Chance Deljonovan actually wrestles 220 for the Warriors in this matchup. Pals gets the win, but still Canton able to uh, hang on as they were leading by seven and they could afford to give up that pin. So Canton wins 32-31 over Benton in uh, that district duel in the quarterfinal uh, down at Milton. Now, of course, uh, after that, then the Warriors, they have to go to the semifinals. Now, the semis, a whole nother animal. As the two-seed line mountain, the Eagles uh, take on the Warriors, and it was uh, not a good showing here for the Warriors in uh, this matchup against Line Mountain. I mean, Line Mountain basically just neutralized and did everything they had to do to uh, come away with this win. You know, I mean, Isaac Landis, he gets beat at 106. Bailey Ferguson, though, a nice win at 113. Of course, uh, Blake Wirt, you know, he's a Line Mountain stud. He comes away with a pin at 126 over Maya Lehman. Hayden Ward gets the win at 32 for the Warriors as he pins Mason Leeshock, uh and brings the score back to 15 to 12. But after that, it was all line mountain as uh, the Eagles then get uh, a tech fall at 38 over Riley Parker. Then Tyler Williams gets falled at 145. And then uh, Taylor and Gilland at 52 and 60. They unfortunately uh, succumbed to getting pinned as well. So at the 160 mark, it was, uh, you know, line mountain beating up on Canton 38 to 12. Now, of course, Canton still had uh, their big guns up top. Uh, Timmy Ward gets a fall at 70. Garrett Storch a pin at 182. Unfortunately, though, 
for uh, Canton. Line Mountain still had uh, a couple of more uh, big guns uh, to play with as well up top as uh, Jacob Fees. Uh, he's a stud at 182 normally. Line Mountain bumps the line up uh, with Fees. He ends up taking on Derek Atherton-Neely. Atherton-Neely unfortunately gets pinned there. Line Mountain extends the lead to 44-24. Trevor Williams gets a pin at 220 or gets a forfeit at 220 I should say and uh, Line Mountain's uh, lead was down to 44-30 but then uh, Line Mountain gets the fall at 285 and uh, the Eagles wrap up a 50 to 30 win over Canton now for the Warriors basically uh in this matchup okay they had one ticket to states and that was to somehow beat Line Mountain and get to the finals because if you got to the finals your ticket was automatically punched to states and when Canton uh, dropped down into the consolation bracket uh, the writing was pretty much on the wall because you were going to have a lot of formidable teams down there now Canton has had a great run this year uh, in Northern Tier League Wrestling but uh, District 4 they have uh, you know a lot of the big studs that were down there and unfortunately you had the likes of Montoursville Muncie, Mount Carmel still down in the consolation bracket it was really just a matter of you know if uh, you know Canton could uh, find themselves maybe uh, into to the third and fourth place matchup, which more than likely uh, was going to be Montoursville. We saw how that went, but uh, unfortunately for the Warriors, uh, their time did come to a close in their next matchup as they did uh, match up with Muncie. Now, a lot of folks uh, thought that, uh, you know, for their money, Muncie was probably a top four team in District 4, and of course, uh, you know, for uh, the Warriors, uh, they were downed by Muncie 42-33. Now, what's great about this matchup, all right, is not, you know, that the Warriors lost, because obviously, you know, that's the part that stings. But something to take away from this matchup is some of the Warrior kids and wrestlers got some good matchups and good matches in this uh, duel because you had the likes of uh, Hayden Ward at 138. He got beat. He got beat by a very good uh, Bryce Volman for Muncie. And, uh, you know, uh, Volman comes away with a 2 nothing win uh, over Ward. And, of course, uh, Mario Barbario for Muncie. He pins Riley Parker. That's another big one uh, for Parker. You know, these two freshmen, you know, you need these matchups to get yourself seasoned and ready to go for postseason. So definitely no shame in those losses there as well. Now, another interesting one in this matchup, this was a good night or a good day for Garrett Storch. Storch went 3-0 and in all of his matches uh, on Saturday, and his third one was a dogfight. I mean, he wrestled a tough 3-2 decision win over Ethan Gush of Muncie, and, uh, you know, that's a good win for Storch as well as he continues to uh, bolster his resume. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Timmy Ward, he gets another win uh, with a fall as well in this matchup. Now, of course, Cale uh, Hembury from Muncie, he uh, pretty much closed out the duel for the Indians as he got their final points of the day as uh, he downs Jaden Hulslander of the Warriors uh, by fall at the 285 matchup Isaac Landis then got a fall at, or got a forfeit rather at 106 to end the duel there at 42-33 but you know what's great uh, you know Canton yes they're not going to go to states there is a lot of underclassmen and a lot of this team is going to be back next year this is what you'd call just kind of that seasoning as I said you know you need to go you need to get these matchups under your belt and that way you know you get uh, this good competition here in the district duels. But uh, yes, as you recap it, Muncie, 
They get the 42-33 win. Canton is eliminated as they go 1-2 and two on the day. But now the Warriors can turn their focus to uh, the sectionals tournament coming up here on Saturday, February 15th. And, you know, the Warriors, as I said, you know, they just they got some quality matches here uh, in these duels. And uh, I think that's only going to benefit them more as we head towards uh, the district and uh, regional tournament and uh, postseason tournaments beyond here. But, you know, as I said, first, we got to worry about sectionals. And that comes your way uh, on Saturday. February 15th. So now that uh, we've recapped uh, a lot of the District 4 duels wrestling action, it's just about that time to dive into some basketball talk as well. And coming up here in just a little bit, well, we're going to talk with Sarah Boys basketball head coach Devin Shaw. That's on the horizon. Plus, you know, we're going to recap a lot of the District 4 uh, basketball rankings, a lot of the NTL league standings as well. So that all comes up too. But first, we've got to step aside and, uh, you know, thanks some great sponsors here on the NTL Now podcast. So stick around. Coming up, it's head coach Devin Shaw from the Sarah Redskins in boys basketball right here on the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, newly reduced tuition and housing rates make a great education even more affordable. Plus, small class sizes give you the value of a personalized education rather than being just a number at a large university. Live the sweet life in Mansfield's on-campus residence halls Rated among the best in Pennsylvania. Learn more about how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and of course, as I just told you a little bit ago, happy to be joined this week by the new head coach of the Sarah Redskin boys basketball team, Devin Shaw, entering his first season at the helm of this uh, Redskin squad. And uh, coach, I got to tell you, it's been uh, kind of an interesting adventure for you here uh, in your first season. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always good to go into your first, first program and I knew some of the kids coming in, so having that kind of background knowledge, um, I was a little excited going into the season, but it's uh, been kind of up and down so far, and hopefully we can get back on the right track here the last four games here and push our way into districts and maybe make a run. Now, kind of talk about you know your experiences this year uh, as a head coach. I mean, not only is it your first year, but you've also you know got some young guys with you. So, I mean, uh, what's that kind of experience been like for you guys to all kind of grow together as a coaching staff this year yeah definitely I mean it's a learning curve for both of us going in like I like I said I know some of the guys but I haven't really seen them on the basketball court and some of the things they can do so just getting to know them throughout the summer and the start of the season and seeing what each guy is capable of and maybe what we're going to do with some lineup wise but definitely a young squad I mean pretty heavy with juniors but we got some sophomores and freshmen that are getting some time on the varsity for us this season and you know filling their part and trying to make roles and 
seeing where we can go through the future of the whole season. But um, a couple of the seniors are, you know, they're doing their job and trying to bring some of those guys along. But it's definitely, definitely up and down and learning. They got to learn me just as well with a whole new system and trying to figure out what I expect on the court and the things that I want to see. And, it's it's definitely a learning curve. All right, so you know this season, you know I look at the overall record. I see eight and ten overall. I see five and nine in the league. You know heading into these final two weeks, I get a first fresh look at uh, your squad last Thursday night uh, at Canton. You know a nice program win uh, over the Warriors. You know you complete the season sweep there. I I don't know why I don't see eight and ten uh, with this team this year. I mean, give me your analysis of uh, how this season's gone. I mean. Do you feel like you've left some games out there that uh, could definitely help this record? Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I'm I'm not seeing it either. I we have a lot of talent on this squad, and you know it's kind of hard on me because I see some of these games that we've had three or four games, a handful of games that we've been in. You know, North Bend Liberty were winning by five in the fourth quarter and had a shot to win it late, and they beat us by three at home. Um, we go and we play against Troy. We're losing by three at the end of the third, and we end up losing by ten. So we're in that ball game all the way till the end of the game and lose by ten. So just a couple of those games that are like that, where you're like, we're in the ball game, and we just can't complete it at the end of the game. And you know, North Bend Liberty's had those kind of games all year, and they've been able to pull it out. So I think it's just some of that is experience being in those type of ball games and that type of environment down the stretch, you know, things get, get some pressure on you and you get a little haywire and make some silly mistakes and that can be costly in some games. But then there's other games where I think we kind of overlook some teams and didn't play the best that we probably could. And, you know, we let some teams get the best of us and then maybe some teams where we had to stretch it out and fight it all the way till the end. So yeah, eight and 10, I don't, I think, you know, we could stretch that up and probably be at 12 or 13, but, you know, that's part of the season, and that's why they play the game because you never know what's going to happen during the game or what team's going to come out on top. Now, here's a, another interesting thing that I, I think is great uh, about, you know, your team, and you've talked about the future as well. Uh, you know, looking at, uh, you know, your starting lineup, I mean, four of your five guys are all sophomores or juniors. So, I mean, you, it seems like you've built a very nice nucleus uh, to kind of build around here and kind of fill in from the bench. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, having those four guys, you know, you don't want to look in the next season, but having those four guys being able to come back with that varsity experience, that varsity playing time, and four guys playing together at the same time, that's going to be a strong bond going into next season. But then having some of those young guys, some couple more sophomores and freshmen coming off the bench, that are getting some varsity minutes. So just getting the experience of, you know, especially the freshmen coming from junior high to the varsity, the game speed is completely different, and it's a whole different environment. So trying to get a feel for that tempo and what that game is like coming from that transition is kind of hard. But being able to build that now this season is going to help definitely for the future. So, you know, I look at this team, you know, as I said, I got the look at uh, the Redskins, you know, this past Thursday when you guys were at Canton. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I think I've seen, you know, some of the some of the better shooters, you know, on your roster. I mean, Matt Lane, he gets off to a very hot start that night. Uh, Dom Fabry, you know, he has a good shooting night as well. So it looks like, you know, the, the shooting and everything has been there. Uh, kind of give me the analysis here uh, from your standpoint i mean what has been uh, the strengths what has been uh, the weaknesses of your team so far well i mean definitely with that Canton game you know i was really proud of my team for that game 
we were coming out hot, like you said, and we were playing good early. But it was kind of a back-and-forth game all game. And then to get down five points at the end of the third quarter, usually during the beginning part of the season, our guys were kind of, you know, putting their head down a little bit, a little frustrated of how the game's going. But, you know, they just had that confident look in their face. and They stayed positive and the composure of them to come back and then be able to build up to a 12-point win over a good Canton team. You know, I was extremely proud of that team that night. But, uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, we got some shooters. Matt Lane can get hot at any time. Zach Moore is a very excellent shooter from outside. Dom is a very good shooter, but I'm trying to get him to shoot a little more. I think he gets a little little hesitant and kind of wants to play some more team ball, which, is, which isn't which is a bad thing, but sometimes you got to be a little selfish when you have that open shot, especially being the good shooter that you are. So, you know, shooting can be good, but we've had some nights where our shots aren't falling and we just keep taking jump shots and they're not falling and we're looking around like what's going on. So I think some of the weaknesses, we got to learn to get to the rim a little more during games, maybe hopefully get some quick buckets. Then you can step outside and get that confidence from your shot, seeing the shot go through the rim. And then maybe get the other team in foul trouble. I mean, that could be a big advantage during games, not only stopping the clock and giving us time to get three points, but putting some of those better players from the other teams in foul trouble where they might have to go onto the bench and the other team has to pull off some guys off their bench to come in and play some roles. All right, so let me ask you this, and, and you know, I'm curious to see what uh, you know your take is as well, because you know, after seeing your team, I feel like you know your squad is literally a good developed Connor Young on the inside from being a huge legitimate threat in this league. I feel like it's just a post player away from being, you know, that really complete team. Oh, I agree, and that's what I was just about to say. You know, um, Connor is a good basketball player, and, you know, he has that height at 6'5", but I think he just needs to be a little bit stronger in the post, bang a little bit. If he can be able to develop that, you know, having the shooters that we had, like you said, if they have to start doubling down on our post guys to be able to kick it out to some open shooters, it could be can be a very dangerous thing, and, you know, we could be a ball, ball team to be able to compete with some of these other teams that maybe we didn't compete early in the season. Now, you mentioned, you know, your first matchup with Northeast Bradford, of course, uh, you know, still on the horizon. Actually, I think uh, this week, you know, you've got Northeast Bradford for the second go-around, and actually, you know, you're going to get them in your home gym as well. And, you know, earlier this year, I had the opportunity to uh, talk with Coach Berger from Northeast, and, you know, he was a little disappointed in kind of the start to the season that they had you know they just they weren't finding their groove right away but you know right now I mean they've been one of the hottest uh, teams so far not only in the large school the small school just the entire league and uh, you know now that's a team that uh, you have to contend with as you know they found 12 wins on the season so far I mean what's the what's the mindset going into uh, a big game like this knowing one you need this win and two man that's a very experienced and uh, you know as great of a coach staff as you're going to face yeah we played them at northeast during the early mid-season part of the year and we we had probably one of our uh, weaker games we did not play very good and you know all credit to them like you said northeast is a very strong basketball team this year four or five seniors that are playing together who played together all the way through so having that experience for them i think is been really good for them towards the later part of the season is having that experience from the senior leadership but yeah we we need this win and we got four games left coming in and we need three 
three wins out of at least the four to be able to say we made 500 to get to that district spot. But coming in, you know, we have the game at home. I've been uh, trying to watch a lot of film and seeing what we can run against them and see where our mistakes happen during that game. And hopefully we can uh, fix some of those mistakes and be able to capitalize and get a win against a very good Northeast Bradford team. All right. So, you know, getting away, you know, just from the league a little bit, you know, you did bring up, you know, the, the possibility of districts. I mean, is that something that, you know, you're using as uh, motivation to your team or are you just kind of telling them, hey, stay loose? You know, if we get there, we get there. If we don't, it's still been a pretty good season for us. I mean, what's your mindset going down this uh, final stretch of the season? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, they didn't have a very good season last year, only getting five wins and not making the postseason. So, I mean, trying to put that out there to maybe give them a little bit of motivation to see, hey, we have a chance to make districts this year after uh, kind of a rough season last year. So maybe that's a little bit of motivation, but you still just got to take it one game at a time. You can't overlook anybody, as you said. You know, so many teams can win on any given night that you just got to be able to take care of business. You don't have to be uh, – you don't have to be the best team in the league or the best team in the district. You just got to be the best team in the gym that night. So trying to take it one game at a time, but obviously, you know, everybody's going to look for, look for the districts, especially when you're so close in record that you have a chance to make it. So, you know, here's another interesting question, just because, you know, I'm seeing uh, the large school become, you know, such a cluster here down the stretch. Why losing Troy, you know, Athens, all right in that mix. I mean, you've seen all three of these teams. I mean, what is it about, uh, you know, those three at the top of the large school that has just made this season uh, so spectacular down the stretch here amongst those three? Yeah, Wai Lusing is a very good basketball team, and they play great together. You know, I saw them at the beginning of the year in our tip-off tournament that we had, and they were missing two players who I thought would be starters on their team, and I was kind of looking at them like, what's going on? And then when they start playing, you know, they're playing really good as a ball team, even losing two possible starters. So they're just so dangerous the way that they play together. When you play together, anything can happen. You're sharing the ball, and you can't – you can't lock on one guy. You have to be able to account for everybody on their team because anybody on their team's capable of scoring. Athens, you know, Aaron Lane's a very good player. He can score at any time. And, you know, J.J. Babcock, 6'4", can play it in the post or he can step outside. So they're a dangerous ball team the way that they can score. But they've picked it up as of late, probably the last two or three weeks. Of They've just been playing really good basketball too, knocking off by losing by probably 15 to 20 a Wellsboro team. They got a good win at Troy, even though Troy just knocked them off at home. So, yeah, they're playing some really good basketball, and the league, like you said, is just tough. And then Troy, Ty Bear, I mean, he's he's another great player who can he can score at different levels, and he's just a really tough kid to guard. And he's gonna he's gonna get his points. So it's figuring out of being able to stop the rest of the team, even if he gets his points, of how to stop that team. Um, Mason Imp's tough inside. He's strong, and he gets a lot of offensive rebounds, which puts your team at a disadvantage and puts you in spots to get foul trouble. And you know, all three of those are just really tough teams that are just fighting and chomping at the or chomping at the bit to get each other and get that uh, NCL large school title. All right, man. Well, I know that uh, you know you've got to get uh, on your way. You know, you've got a, a team to prepare for. You know, you've got uh, a big week ahead of you as uh, you know you try to uh, lock up some wins here and uh, potentially see yourself in the uh, District Four playoffs. But uh, I'm just curious. You know, I, I want to end the interview like this. Uh, you know, Coach, 
what does or how will the uh, Sarah Redskins uh, achieve uh, either a district uh, appearance or just have a uh, great end to their season if what happens uh, down the stretch here? Well, our standard this year is trying to bend fate, um, F for focus, A for attitude, T for team play, and E for effort. So if we can just focus in on that right at the end and have that mental focus when we're in practice, going over game plans, trying to stay positive even when things aren't going good with your attitude and your body language, playing together as a team as we got guys who can score on any given night, guys who are able to put some points on the board for us and have a, have a good night, and then just the effort. One thing is you just can't get out-efforted. If you get out-efforted, any team's going to be able to beat you because that's just what's going to be. So focusing on that fate and being able to pull it together as a team is going to help us get to that district game. Man, you might be just in your first year as a head coach, but uh, you've got this whole uh, media thing down. I mean, did you just like sit in front of a mirror and uh, practice out uh, answers and stuff, polishing up your skills here? Uh, no, I was just talking to one of my assistant coaches today. I said, you know, I really don't like doing interviews. I can throw a couple quotes out there after a game through a text message or an email, but doing those interview questions, getting put on the spot, I kind of kind of go a little haywire, so I'm glad that you thought it went pretty well. Hey, it's done uh, very, very well, that's for sure, and I know the podcast listeners are going to appreciate it, and uh, you know all the uh, Redskins faithful and fans, they will as well. So, uh, Coach, good luck to you and the Redskins here down the stretch, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up again uh, You know, with some possible uh, district time as well. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. You do a really good job with this podcast. I uh, I started listening to it during the beginning of the football season and followed it through the basketball season. So continue the great work, and I know everybody loves to hear what you have to put on the radio there. Great to have Coach Devin Shaw right here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, as I said, good luck to him and the Redskins down the stretch. Of course, we've got more standings, more district rankings and stuff to talk about as well for NTL basketball. And that comes up after this quick timeout with Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. And welcome back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Shane Wilber still here with you as we are coming down to the final stretch of this week's episode. But first, of course, you know, we've got to talk more about the NTL basketball season. We've got to dive into some standings. Of course, we'll talk about uh, the district rankings as well. But of course, you know, we just talked with head coach Devin Shaw from the Sierra Redskins. So let's stay on the boys side of things. I mean, we've got a uh, pretty busy week here coming up with boys basketball. I'm going to have a busy week as well. I've got games coming up this week uh, on Wiggle 100. You can listen to uh, coming up on, let's see here, Tuesday night, uh, a big one in the large school as the Wyloosing Rams will come to Troy. The Trojans, of course, have already defeated the Wyloosing Rams once. They went uh, to Wyloosing, got the win over there. The Rams now come to Troy uh, on Tuesday night looking to down the Trojans. So uh, Troy, you know, they're going to have to be ready to go uh, 
in that one. Now, Troy's been in a bit of a pressure cooker, I feel like, coming down this final stretch. I mean, the Trojans, uh, you know, they get a big win on Saturday over Athens. They hang on for a 74-71 win on the road. And now, hey, they're right back into the thick of it uh, with Wyloosing. Uh, coming to town on Tuesday night. So you've got the Trojans 12 and 6 on the season, Wyloosing 16 and 4. So a big one there. Also in the large school, you've got a 13 and 4 Athens team coming off a loss on Saturday, taking on the Tigers of North Penn Mansfield. You know, the Tigers, they dropped a heartbreaker uh, against their rival, Wellsboro, uh, this past Saturday night as well. So North Penn Mansfield, you know, they're right in the heart of the district race as well. They're 10 and 10, sitting at 500. They don't want to drop themselves out of it. So you got to figure the Tigers going to be pretty hungry going to Athens too and then of course uh, you've got uh, Canton and uh, Sarah Northeast uh, those schools as well all in the battle for uh, some good games of course Sarah Northeast Bradford as coach Shaw was just talking about hey you know that's one that uh, you know he's hoping they can rectify after a uh, bad showing in their first outing but uh, you know Northeast Bradford they may uh, be one of the top three teams in the overall NTL here probably the last two and a half weeks of the season they've played some really good basketball and Coach Berger and his staff, they've got things really rolling. So uh, Sayre's definitely going to have to bring it. They're going to need the home crowd on their uh, side, that's for sure, uh, to pull off the win over Northeast. But yeah, just uh, some of the big matchups uh, coming up on Tuesday night this week. Now fast forward again, uh, the second game of the week I'm going to have, I'm going to be right with those Trojans again as Troy will host North Penn Mansfield coming up on Thursday. So yeah, a really busy week for the Trojans and uh, they cannot afford a letdown. They've played really really well here down the stretch and uh, you know to solidify uh, you know some really good momentum for them two big wins this week that would definitely uh, bode well for them too so yeah if you're the Trojans right now just ride that momentum and then of course uh, you know the small school standings you know you look at Northeast Bradford boy they got a busy week ahead of them you know I mean they play Sare on Tuesday night and then of course uh, you know they've got North Penn Liberty a big showdown with them uh, over in uh, Mountie Country on Thursday night so yeah this could be a big week uh, for Northeast Bradford as well so definitely don't sleep on the Panthers uh, as this week progresses and then of course on Saturday hey Sare right in the thick of things again they've got a District 4 matchup as the uh, Redskins will take on a very potent Bloomsburg team as well as they'll be on the road on Saturday for that action. And then, of course, uh, Athens, they're going to take on the top seed of the uh, AAA right now in Loyal Sock. The Lancers right now 18-0, but Athens stepping outside uh, the league for a Saturday showdown with the Lancers down there. And then, of course, uh, the rivalry game with uh, Canton and Troy on Saturday as uh, the Warriors will host the Trojans. Uh, I believe that's uh, Canton's regular season finale on uh, Saturday. So, yeah, that, uh, that one will be uh, going strong as well. And they're doing uh, a big uh, three-point uh, kind of fuzzy hand thing. I don't know. You've got to look it up on uh, Facebook. I haven't quite seen all the details. I saw kind of some uh, mentions of uh, some things that they're going to do. But uh, you'll hear more about it, I'm sure, uh, through the papers and Facebook and whatnot. And uh, we'll talk about it on the radio, too, uh, coming up this week. So, yeah, definitely uh, some big things, some big games this week in the NTL large school for the boys so they uh, definitely cannot have nights off here down the stretch it's basically uh, what you want in a basketball season where pretty much every game is going to count down the stretch as uh, the league has just tightened up so much here especially on the large school side so with that let's get over to the large school standing shall we 
All right, still standing at the top. You've got Wyalusing right now, 16 and 4 overall. They are 12 and 3 in the league. Athens and Troy sit uh, tied for second right now. Athens via overall record is uh, in second place as they are 13 and 4 overall, but uh, league standing wise, they're 11 and 3 as is Troy 11 and 3 in the league. Trojans right now 12 and 6 overall. Uh, then from there in fourth place right now in the large school division, Wellsboro, they're uh, above 500 at 11 and 10. They're currently 8 and 7 in the league. And then, of course, North Penn Mansfield, the Tigers, 10 and 10 right now at 500 and uh, 7 and 7 in the league standings as well. And then, of course, uh, Tawanda uh, rounding out the large school division. Down in the small school division, well, North Penn Liberty continuing to pace the way, and uh, they've pretty much got uh, the small school all but wrapped up. Actually, you know what? I think they did wrap that up uh, over the weekend. So, congratulations to the Mounties on uh, wrapping up the small school title. Uh, over this past weekend, and of course, right now, North Penn Liberty seventeen and two overall. They are twelve and two so far in the league. Northeast Bradford, as I said, twelve and eight overall. They're eight and six in the league as they are in second place. Canton holds down the third spot in the small school standings. They're ten and nine overall, six and eight in the league, and then uh, Sayre right behind them at eight and ten and uh, five and nine in the league. And then Kalineski Valley and Williamson uh, rounding out the small school division standings as well. So. Yeah, you know, both uh, the large and small schools uh, getting very competitive here down the stretch as North Penn Liberty has uh, been tested by pretty much everybody here uh, in their stretch run here down this uh, final couple of weeks of the season. And, well, you know, if you're Coach Litzelman in the Mounties, that's what you want. You know, you want to take people's best shot. You want to get tested here as you're making that district push. So good things uh, happening there for the Mounties. But yes, as I said, you know, standings very tight in the large school and uh, some of those matchups this week uh, definitely going to shake things out uh, on that side of things. Now let's go over to the girls' side. And, uh, you know, this week looking at uh, some of the schedules uh, for the girls here down this uh, final stretch before we get into the standings. I mean, there's uh, some big matchups yet still to come. Actually, you know, there were some that have already taken place. I believe Athens and uh, Tawanda had their second go-around uh, over this past uh, weekend as well. Of course, Tawanda with the big win over the Lady Wildcats uh, this past, uh, well, earlier this month, I should say. Well, earlier in January because, well, you know, we're in February now. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, this past uh, weekend, uh, you had uh, some big matchups here with uh, Athens and uh, Tawanda, and it was actually Athens who pulled out the 10-point uh, win over Tawanda this past week as well. You know, they get the 45-35 win there. Uh, Northeast Bradford, the girls, I mean, they continue to roll. They had a big win over Canton this week. I mean, they put it on the Lady Warriors uh, at home, you know, and of course, you know, you talk to a lot of the guy coaches, Northeast Bradford, just a tough environment to play. You know, those students over there, they really support their teams. And then, of course, uh, looking at some of the other matchups, uh, North Penn Mansfield, you know, they're looking at a potential district berth as the Lady Tigers get a nice win over Kalineski Valley last week and uh, just, you know, kind of checking things along here as, uh, you know, the week uh, that was. And, of course, Northeast Bradford actually sweeping the week as they got a win over North Penn Mansfield as well. Uh, Canton uh, with a win over North Penn Liberty. So, yeah, you know, there's just uh, games being jockeyed here on the girls' side of things. And, uh, you know, we look at uh, the week ahead here in uh, the girls' basketball standings now of course the girls uh playing into uh let's see here monday wednesday and friday games here on this second half of the season uh, looking like uh, some games this week uh some of the key matchups rather uh looking ahead 
towards Wednesday. I mean, you've got uh, North Penn Liberty, North Penn Mansfield, a big Tioga County rivalry over there, so you'll have uh, kind of the school rivalry going. Uh, you've got the Athens Lady Wildcats. They're in action uh, with Wyalusing this week. Tawanda, they've got a matchup with Williamson on the horizon as well. And then, of course, you know, you look ahead towards the latter part of the week just to see some of the key matchups. Uh, rivalry action going on uh, with Tawanda and Wyalusing as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, some interesting matchups coming up this week. Oh, a big one uh, coming up on Friday as uh, North Penn, Mansfield, and Canton. They're going to lock it up over in Mansfield. So, yeah, still some key critical games here on the slate uh, for the girls' side as we are coming down this home stretch. So you definitely want to keep an eye on how these uh, games are going to affect the scheduling and uh, the standings and even possibly uh, some district rankings as well. But let's get into the league standings here on the girls' side, shall we? In the large school, Athens still pacing the way in the girls' side as they are 16-2 overall, 13-1 in the league. Uh, Tawanda in second at 13-4, 10-2 in the league. And then you've got uh, Wyalusing at 8-11 and 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 8-5 in the league. Wellsboro still not out of the district hunt yet. They're seven and nine and seven and six in the league. Troy and Williamson rounding out the large school division on the girls' side. For the small school, Northeast Bradford pretty much uh, with the small school division wrapped up as they've got a 17 and three overall record. They're 13 and one in the league. Canton sitting in second at 11 and nine and seven and seven in the league. North Penn Mansfield at 11 and eight overall and six and seven in the league. So you can tell, you know, uh, for Canton and North Penn Mansfield that Friday night matchup coming up later this week. That is huge for both of those two teams. Then, of course, you've got Kalineski Valley on the girls' side. They're still in the district hunt as well, just a game below 500. They're 9-10, and 6-7 in the league. And then, of course, Sayre and North Penn Liberty just kind of, uh, you know, uh, rounding out the small school standings as well. So, I mean, they've got uh, all kinds of games coming up here, and uh, who knows how uh, some of these standings are going to shake out as this uh, final stretch of the season comes down. And then, of course, uh, here in a couple weeks, you know, you've got the NTL showdown as well uh, as the uh, large school uh, winners will take on the small school winners. Actually, it'll be the uh, large school winner will take on the uh, second place team out of the small school. Small school uh, winner will take on the second place team out of the large school. And then, of course, champions will meet. Uh, over at Mansfield University uh, here in just a couple of weeks. So, yeah, going to be some fun on the basketball side here coming down this uh, home stretch here in basketball. Now, let's quickly, uh, before we get out of here this week, you know, we've got to uh, go and check the uh, basketball standings in the district side of things as well. So let's quickly go to the boys' side of things for districts. Right now in Class A for the boys, North Penn Liberty sits as the second seed in the power rankings. They are trailing St. John Newman right now. And then, of course, uh, in the uh, AA bracket, the Wyalusing boys currently pacing AA. They are the top seed if the playoffs were to start uh, today. And then, of course, you've got Northeast and Canton right now sitting as a potential 4-5 matchup. The Sarah boys right now via the power rankings are sixth. So, uh, you know, the NTL representing well in the AA bracket. Let's now focus and fast forward to the triple a bracket where it is troy who right now sits in the fifth spot 
for the AAA schools. Wellsboro in the seventh spot. North Penn Mansfield clinging to the eighth spot right now as uh, you know they sit right now as the eight. So right now you've got three teams in the NTL represented well there in the AAA bracket. And then, of course, over to the 4A bracket uh, in the Quad A standings where Athens right now at 13-3 and three, sitting in the power rankings as the fourth seed right now if the playoffs were to start. So the Wildcats trying to hold off Lewisburg uh, for that last spot to potentially host a district playoff game coming up here in uh, you know just a couple of weeks. District playoffs for basketball scheduled to start two weeks from today. That's right, the week of the 17th is when uh, the boys' basketball and girls' basketball district playoffs are scheduled to begin. Now let's flip the script over, and uh, we will head towards the girls' side of things uh, in the district rankings. So let's quickly go in the Class A bracket for girls. Northeast Bradford right now sitting as the top seed in Class A. They are 17-3, and three, just more marginally ahead of the Lady Griffins of Sullivan County. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm hoping that is the district final matchup uh, selfishly because I love covering area teams in district finals. It just makes uh, for great times. But, you know, interesting enough, uh, I think in uh, Class A, uh, no matter what, I think four teams are going to districts. So right now, uh, Northeast Bradford, you know, looking very good for a potential uh, state berth uh, if they're able to at least finish in the top four come district time. But, hey, right now they're looking as good as anybody and they sit as the uh, top seed right now in class a now let's go to the double a bracket okay and let's look at the double uh, a bracket and see uh, where the standings are for the northern tier league okay so you've got as the uh, teams in the double a bracket north penn mansfield right now they are just outside of the top four as they are trailing muncie right now by a couple of games uh, for the fourth seed in double-A. And uh, the Canton Lady Warriors right now sitting seventh. Kalineski Valley sitting eighth to round out uh, the District 4 double-A standings. Four girls right there onto the triple-A bracket where Tawanda right now. That's right, the Lady Knights, you know, talking with Coach Sutton earlier in the year. Uh, he said his Lady Knights were bound uh, for a good year if things fell right for him, and things are falling right as they are now the third seed right now in the District 4 AAA standings. Uh, some other Lady teams, uh, you've got Wellsboro and Wyalusing, you know, uh, fending and fighting for that number eight spot in the uh, Class AAA bracket. So, you know, like we said, every game's going to matter uh, for both of those teams coming down the stretch as Wyalusing tries to see if they can maybe nudge their way into the District 4 play playoffs on the girls side here in uh, just a couple of weeks on to the triple a bracket and uh, in the standings where Athens right now if the playoffs were to start this week they are currently sitting as the two seed trailing Danville by just a game and uh, some PowerPoint ratings as well so right now for the Lady Wildcats I mean sitting 15 and 3 that right there is a uh, pretty strong showing there for uh, Athens, and uh, we'll see if they're able to hang on to that two spot. They look uh, pretty comfortable there uh, via the power rating system. Shemokin's uh, behind them, but uh, Shemokin trailing Athens by about three or four games, and uh, they're really below in the power points uh, standing. So I think Athens right now, they can pretty much lock themselves in uh, as the two seed right now. I don't think they're going to fall any lower than two, but, uh, you know, if you're Athens, you really want to try and make a late-season push and see if maybe you can be uh, the host team 
uh, at least for uh, a round of districts anyway, uh, and be the top seed in uh, Class AA, so, or Class Quad A, I should say, uh, on that side. So, yeah, that uh, basketball all around just making uh, for a fun and fantastic finish here down the stretch of the regular season, and I can't wait to uh, get them laced up and get ready to go here for the postseason. And as I said, for that, all standings and such uh, and records and such must be submitted, I believe, uh, by next Saturday. And then uh, the district committee will get together and brackets should be out, I believe, by Sunday the 16th. Don't quote me on it, but I think that's kind of the plan and the layout uh, for districts. So that's uh, kind of where we're at here as this season's winding down. But yes, that's uh, your NTL and District 4 basketball recap here on the NTL Now podcast. So yes, make sure you are checking out the standings and such online at uh, ntlsports.com or also at piaad4.net is where you can find uh, some of those rankings as well. So now that we have uh, you know completed uh, some discussions on wrestling and basketball, I guess it is time again to get ready and put together uh, a final wrap here on the podcast this week and of course again I want to thank coach Devin Shaw from the Sarah Redskins for joining me this week on the podcast you know as I said earlier you know he's a young coach first year coach but man he knocked that interview out of the park he's interviewing like a pro love seeing that and uh, really enjoy it whenever we can uh, get coaches here on the podcast just definitely makes for uh, you know some some interesting insights some interesting stuff like that so gladly enjoying that all right so now it is time for all of you listeners out there to remember to do your part you've got to get on to the social media sites that's right get on instagram ntl now podcast give us a like and a follow there on uh, facebook as well ntl now podcast to give us a like and uh, you know a follow there as well and then of course on twitter too where uh, you know you can go to at ntl now and follow us there as well so yes another week and uh, you know another podcast here to wrap up and uh, you know as I said big thanks to all of you listeners out there for making this podcast possible and of course uh, big thanks again to all of the sponsors as well uh, Circle W Sports, Mansfield University Endless Mountains, Brace and Mobility you guys are just fantastic and we uh, love and appreciate having you guys here to help make this podcast possible for everyone else out there alright so again just to quickly let you know this week Radio Side catch me in Troy on Tuesday night as the Trojans will be home taking on Wyalusing. And then Thursday night, uh, the Trojans again return home as they're going to take on North Penn Mansfield. I'm going to have both of those games this week on Wiggle 100. So, yes, make sure you tune in. Enjoy the action. Going to be some fun ones there in Troy. Uh, coming up this week so yes get on out there support our area teams and uh, enjoy some great basketball action here down the stretch of course wrestling now is uh, kind of on a downslide right now as uh, teams and uh, wrestlers preparing for the upcoming uh, sectionals tournament and that'll be coming Saturday February 15th so now the wrestlers kind of in a little bit of a lull period here they've got some practicing some drilling to do and then uh, they'll be ready to roll coming up on Saturday the 15th and uh, looking forward to getting that road to Hershey started anyway all right so thanks so much everybody for tuning in for yet another great week here on the NTL now podcast again thank you to all the listeners out there this is Shane Wilber saying talk to you next week Get on out, enjoy some NTL basketball action, and we'll talk to you next week right here on the NTL Now podcast. And, of course, as always, the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Mansfield University, Circle W Sports, and Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. 
Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Thank you for listening to the Northern Tier League Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports, Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, and Mansfield University.